Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Senior Pastor Ken Jensen. Um, just watching that, it's very humbling to think of actually the thousands of people who've called Northgate their church home over the last 20 years. Um, and, and it's just, I don't know what to say. It's hard to believe uh, 20 years ago that a small group of believers got together around a simple idea which was to help unchurched people, people who maybe had no church background or maybe had been burned by church or given up on church or just drifted away from church, to provide a place where they could come and reconnect or connect for the first time with God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that was simply it. That, that's, that's at the heart of what we've been for the last 20 years. And, and that's kind of a common thing now. There's a lot more churches that way. But 20 years ago, that was radical. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were, we were just... I, my own family member said, you're going to do what? A church for unchurched? How do you have a church for unchurched people? But if you think about it, it really shouldn't be all that radical at all because that's exactly what Jesus came to do. First century church, they were all unchurched people. <laughs> And it was really at the heart of what Jesus came to do. He came to build a body of believers, followers, whose lives would be transformed. In fact, in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus said this. He said, I will build my church. It's his church. And and, and it's really as simple as that. All we are to do is do what he's told us to do. And the final instructions that he gave to his followers, that's actually found in all four of the Gospels and again in the book of Acts. It's repeated five times in some version or another. And I just want to read to you the two that are probably the most explanatory of them. The first is in Matthew 28. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The account that's recorded in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I was thinking this week, what do I say after 20 years? And, and I was thinking, you know, when we celebrate our wedding anniversary, it's, it's celebrating an event, but it's also a reminder of why I'm in this relationship, why I'm committed to this person, why my life is the way that it is. And really, when we celebrate our anniversary as a church, It's important that we come back to why do we do what we do? Why? What is the church all about? And I think it's found in these two passages. And here Jesus tells us who we are to be, what we are to do, and how it's going to happen. And it's really that simple. 
And I think the first thing that we need to understand is that the church is a movement, not a location. I love the way Andy Stanley puts that. The church is a movement. It's not a location. Somehow, over the centuries, it's got translated and transitioned into this idea that it's a place where we go and stay. But it's not. The church is a movement. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Now, let me ask you, what are those words? Go, make, baptize, teach. What do they all have in common? They're verbs. <laughs> They're verbs. They are something to do. We have been given an assignment. Jesus gave his followers an assignment. There is something that we are to do. And if we don't do it, we are ignoring our whole purpose. And I think what happens so often in churches is we become comfortable with staying. And we become comfortable with a location where we go and we sit. And that was not Jesus' design for his church. His design for his church was to go disciple and baptize and teach in fact the very word church it's not it's really not a spiritual word the greek word is ekklesia you you want to learn greek this morning just say it out loud with me ekklesia Ekklesia. now you know greek Uh, (laughs) that's what you get for four years of bible college you know Um, it literally the word means it's a compound word and that first part ek means out out of and when we use it, in, it's translated often in English words like explode, when something blows out, <laughs> or expand, or exercise, work out. And if you don't exercise, you will expand until you explode, you know? <laughs> the whole idea is out there, being out there. And when Jesus said, on one occasion, Jesus asked his followers, towards the end of his ministry, he said, so what's the word on the street? Who do people say that I am? He said, well, well, some say, some say you're the prophet reincarnated, prophet Elijah reincarnated. Some think, and they got all these different opinions. Then he said to them, who do you say that I am? And Peter said these words, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, on that rock, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of death will not overcome it. That You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That is the foundation of a movement. And ecclesia, it means a group of people called out together for a common purpose. We have something to do. And what we have to do is bring this message of redemption and forgiveness and mercy and hope and grace to a world that is in desperate need of it. He's given us something to do. But it's not just about doing it's also about being because the church is the people not the programs or the practices it's a group of people that have been called out that's what Jesus says you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth you will be now you're going to go you're going to go to Jerusalem to Judea Samaria to the ends of the earth you're going to go but as you go be be my witnesses and to be a witness is not just simply to talk but it's a lifestyle that reflects 
the reality of a transformed life. Because Jesus knew the best way, the best way for people to come to find Jesus is to see Jesus in the life of those who follow him. And so he said, go and be. And and what are we witnesses to? We are witnesses of the life transforming, transforming power of Jesus Christ. And it's not just what we say, and it's not just what we do, it's who we are. And if we are not, people will not accept a message of life transformation from untransformed people. (laughs) And and let's be honest, Christianity has a pretty bad image. And it's not because the message is bad. It's because it hasn't been portrayed truly. And I think as a church, if there's anything I want to say, not only for this last 20 years, but to the next 20 years, let's be the church. Let's be, are we going to be perfect? No way. Are we going to make mistakes? Oh, we've already got more than we can count. Will we be able to do this perfectly? No. Will, will there be problems with this? Yes. Will it be easy? No. Because he didn't make any of those promises. Jesus didn't say, he didn't promise, now you go do this and it's all going to work out really good. You go be this and, and you'll never have another problem your whole life. He never made any of those promises. He only made two promises. The things that he promised were his presence and his power. I'm sure that those 11 guys, because one of them's already gone by now, standing there and Jesus says, now you're going to be my witnesses and, and, and you're going to go and disciple all nations and you're going to start here in Jerusalem and, and then you're going to go out to Judea, which is the surrounding countryside, kind of the county, and then into the Samaria, which is a place that's not very comfortable, <laughs> and then to the ends of the earth. Listen, these guys had no idea where the ends of the earth was. <laughs> How do we know when we get there? <laughs> and, and most of them, they had not traveled more than 10 to 20 miles away from their home in their lifetime. And they had no planes or trains or automobiles. (laughs) And I'm sure they're thinking, okay, how are we going to do this? Because Jesus is a little fuzzy on the details. I mean, who's going to pay for this? How how is it going to... Not only has it never been tried before, it had never been conceived of before Jesus gave this commission. And yet, here we are. 2,000 years later. Because people took Jesus at his word and obeyed what he called them to do and became who he called them to be. And if there's anything that is my prayer for this church is that we would never lose sight that he's, been given us, he's given us something to do, to go and be witnesses. He's given us something to be, images of his mercy and his grace and his love. And he's promised us his presence. And he's promised us his power. And that's all we need. I mean, we are blessed to have wonderful music and great children's programs and, 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 um, and a fairly decent preacher. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, but, but Jesus didn't say that's what it's going to take. He says, what you're going to depend on is you're going to depend on my presence. And believe me, there were times in the life of Northgate that that's all we had. (laughs) But it was enough. And he said, you will also receive power because my spirit will be within you. And that's all the strength and that's all the power that you will ever need. Now, let's be honest this morning. 
by a show of hands, does anybody here ever feel a little bit uncomfortable or awkward talking about Jesus to their friends? Yeah. But you know what Jesus said? There is a power within you. And that power can change the world. So we start in our Jerusalem, Benicia. And in our Judea, where we are reaching out to Cordelia, Green Valley, um, Martinez, um, American Canyon, Vallejo. We're, we're out beyond that. But he says, even beyond that, to the ends of the earth. And we've had a number of people go out from here to the ends of the earth. And it's all because of one simple message. That there is hope, there is forgiveness, there is redemption in what Jesus Christ has done for us. And there is no other hope and no other redemption available without that. And so he is our hope. And his presence is our strength. And his power within us by his spirit is how we will accomplish what he's called us to do. And let's not just stop here at 20 years looking back and say, what a grand time we have had. Let's look forward 20 years from now and say, we got more to do. We got more to do. Yeah. Because until every person has come to find that relationship with Jesus, our job is not done. It is not done. So I'm going to ask you if you would stand with me. This last series we've been doing on prayer. And and it's not by accident because that is our source of strength. It's when God moves that we move in his presence and his power. And we are absolutely dependent on that. So what I would like us to do in our closing prayer this morning is I would like you to just bow your head, close your eyes, and I would like you to pray. I would like you, first of all, to pray for the person that's sitting in front of you. You may not even know them. But I would ask you right now to pray that they would connect with God and in their relationship with Him in a deeper way in this next coming year. Let's pray for them. Pray for the person who is on your left. That he or she would find new ways to serve the Lord. To use the gifts that the Spirit of God has placed within them to make a difference in this world. Pray for the person on your right and just thank God for what He's doing in that person's life. And pray pray for the person behind you that they will have opportunities to share that message of hope and grace and mercy and forgiveness and redemption with someone else. Pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to be on their life. Pray for an awareness of God's presence every day for them. And let's just take some time to thank God for the way that he has blessed us as a church family for the last 20 years. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, you have brought us this far. And we have come a long ways in the past 20 years, but 
Our job is not done, and we never want to rest on that. We want to move forward with you because your church is a movement, not a location. And it is about people, not just programs and practices. And most importantly, because we've been promised your presence and your power at work within us. So, Lord, empower us with your presence to do your work and be your people wherever we are. For we pray this in Jesus' name and for his kingdom's sake. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Venetia, California. Yeah.